Welcome to Power Talk Podcast, where the talk is interesting, informative, and powerful. Welcome, listener, to our podcast for another Power Talk moment with Pastor Paul Chicago and Reverend Matthew DeLeon. How you doing, my pastor, this morning? Oh, doing wonderful. Good. The weather's been so nice lately, and I tell you what, nothing to complain about there. No, boy, you're not kidding. I hope and pray that this weather stays nice for a while. So. I know. Although we can't use some rain, though. We could use a little bit of rain right now. Yeah, this is that time of season. We need some rain, especially here in the valley. For yes. those of you that are listening, if you're from somewhere else where we currently live, uh, we, we produce between 70 and 80% of all of the mm. agriculture in the world. And so rain during this time of the season is pivotal and ex- and extremely important for the farmers because of the fact that we produce so much of the world's agriculture. That's right. That's right. So rain, rain, don't go away. <laughs> come, come this way. <laughs> yeah, come this way, rain. <laughs> well, in any case, Pastor, uh, one of the things I want to talk to you today is God's presence. Yeah. God's presence. And uh, I, I think back one to Psalms 139 verse 7 where it says, Where can I go from your spirit, O Lord? Where can I flee from your presence yeah. and the presence is talking about his his eternal being being where we're at yes and how we can welcome that how we can sustain that how can we keep it really i know in my life there's been times where it's easy to mm-hmm. maintain that presence mm-hmm. and other times pastor it's been work to yes. keep it yeah to keep it for sure and so what do you think on that pastor you know when you're talking about presence you're, you're talking about somebody simply being right there at that very moment you yeah. know uh if i'm absent then that means i'm not present Boop. and so what happens is a lot of times emotionally and spiritually we tend to be absent mm-hmm. you know when we're ta- when we're supposed to be in close or near yeah. God. Yeah. And so what happens is a lot of times God will be close, mm. but we're not. You know, it says, behold, that's I it. stand at the door and knock. Now, I understand that that's dealing with the salvation in the heart, but the condition is still the same because even Jesus at one point even said, although you praise me with your lips, your, your hearts are far from me. In order for presence to be able to be sustained in your personal, your spiritual life, mm-hmm. There's got to be a place where your mind is never completely disconnected with the things of God. Right. And so that, you know, there's different levels of his presence that you can walk in or be in. So what happens is is the church, by and large, people, by and large, tend Mm. to be absent. Mm. In fact, when you see people failing and falling in, in, you know, in their spiritual life Mm -hmm. or their spiritual walk, mostly it's because they've moved away from the presence of God. Wow. Uh, it's real easy to, you know, to gravitate to things that your mind would naturally want or desire or, right. you know, it's just the natural inclination of the flesh. Right. And so what happens is, is that means now we're becoming less accustomed to, you know, mm-hmm. being in the presence of God. Right. As opposed to um, being okay with, just kind of living our life the way we want. So what happens is we, we become emotionally absent. Mm. And when we're emotionally absent, of course, then there's no spiritual presence. And this is where we begin to question God, mm-hmm. doubt God. Yes. And God, like you just said just a moment ago, God is always close. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. That's it. That's exactly right. I mean, look, God's only as close to you as you, as you want him to be. Wow. So, so right now you're just really 
help me understand re- how essential reading the Bible is. Mm-hmm. Just just that alone. Yes, because the Bible teaches you. It, it doesn't necessarily get you closer to God. Yes. But it teaches you how to get there. It's the manual and the instruction how to get there. Yeah, I mean, David says, I love your commands, O Lord. And yes. this is a man who understood his presence. He understood presence, yes. And he always talked about his commands, his laws, those things that, yes. that, that God loves. Yes. When we do obey those things. Very much so. And, you know, and again, there's different levels of this. Yes. You know, Come on. I'm not saying that if you're at the very lowest level that you're not serving God. Remember, I, I, I don't, I rarely will tell and talk in those terms like, okay, mm-hmm. whenever I say something to that effect, some people instantly go to, well, so you're saying I'm not a Christian? No, no, no. I'll, I'll let you know if you're not a Christian. Right. I have no problem telling you that. Right. No, I'm just talking about, but the level at which you are in the spirit is at the level that the Holy Spirit can there it is. Be, move upon your life and be present in that moment with you. Oh, I love it. You just said it right there. God's presence is his Holy Spirit. Yes. Because Dave was talking about in the Old Testament where his presence was, obviously the Spirit of God would move on him occasionally. Yes. But here in the New Testament church, which we are, we have the Holy Spirit residing within us if we're a Christian. Yeah, uh, yeah. David understood presence. Yes. He really did. In fact, in Psalms 51. Let's go there. But here it says in verse 7 of 51, it says, Purge me with hyssop mm-hmm. and I shall be clean. Um, you see, hyssop in those times was a type of plant. And basically they would kind of wave it over the person and it was a type of cleansing. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, Wash me and I shall be wi- uh, whiter than snow. Uh, make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Mm. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Mm-hmm. So before okay. I go to the next portion, this is w- where David's saying, okay, before I come before you, look, you don't go into God's presence dirty. Mm-hmm. You've got to go in completely clean. Now, there's some things in your life you go in dirty. Right. He is wanting to go into God's presence. So watch, if we read verse 10, it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Oh, there it is. And do not take your Holy Spirit from me. There it is. So David here is saying, look, the thing that's going to hurt the presence of God in my life is is because of the, the level of... Maybe unrighteousness or maybe the level of the cleansing that I want. So mm. if you're a person that's like, man, I feel bad for getting having a bad attitude today right. towards my spouse. And you ask God to forgive you. That's fine because mm-hmm. there's a certain level that God's able to relate to that because right. forgiveness is of God. Mm-hmm. And ho- not holding an offense against someone, even if it is your spouse. You know, maybe they said something you didn't like. Are you going to forgive them? Yeah. Remember, the, the presence of God is predicated on... Are you willing to deal with that? Right. But people that are totally, man, they, they people that rarely get offended walk in the presence of God at a much higher level. So the, the cleansing. Mm. You see, David had lots of enemies. Mm-hmm. And he had lots of people that plotted against him. And right. so he was constantly having to reaffirm and recheck his heart. Right. And make sure that when he would go in to worship that when he would worship, he would work his way into the presence of God. Right. But God, I got to go and clean. I can see, why when you said that, I can see him lining his heart up with his commands. Mm-hmm. He's lining his heart up with his precepts. Yes. And he knew at that moment, in Psalms, according to Psalms 51, he sinned with Bathsheba. Yeah. And he knew he wasn't right with God. Right. You don't become a person or a man after God's own heart unless you deeply, deeply, mm. and I'm not talking about just want 
We all have wants. Right. I'm talking about it was such a deep desire that it was almost like an addiction. He yeah, had an addiction for God's presence. Right. That's why he knew how to worship when he was a young boy, mm-hmm. tending to sheep, uh, as he was a man mm-hmm. in, in the in the literally the courts, sitting yes. in the highest position of king. king. Mm-hmm. And also he was known as a prophet. Right. So you don't get to that highest position unless you're addicted to the mm. presence of God. And I guarantee you, he was very much addicted. So he knew that if I'm going to get closer and deeper, right. more into God and God more into me, me abide in him and him abide in me. If I'm going to have that deep calling unto deep, good. I'm going to have to go in completely clean. So God cleanse me. That way you, I do not lose your presence. Yeah. And, I, and you didn't just want presence of God. Yeah. He wanted the consuming presence of yes, God. Yes, yes. Where, where literally the hair would stand up on on the end of his uh, head. Yeah, and that was Moses' desire as well. Yes. That God, I want to see your hinder parts. Yes. I want to see your face. Yes, he wanted to see the face of God. And yes. God, God allowed him to see the hinder parts. That's why I say all throughout history, there's there's very few people that choose to attain that level. Mm. So the, we're talking today at a very high, high level. But for the most part, what about just being in the presence of God? Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be at this high, highest level. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, people that go to that level have a calling. Mm. Okay, they have a calling. That's good. So they desire to dive deep into it. They desire to be at a in a place that, that honestly supersedes yeah. the natural understanding of the human senses. Yes. Okay, the human senses are your, your sight, your smell, your taste, your mm-hmm. hearing, your touch. touch. Okay, those are natural senses. The natural senses have a limitation on what it can handle. But if you go deeper yeah. and you get deeper into the presence of God, what I've found is that when you get to that level, um, what you'll find is that these men tend to be on their face a lot. Mm. Okay, because being on the face is more than just surrender. Mm. It's it's a reverent awe that I don't even have the right to even stand in your presence wow. because to stand is to even to show that I have a certain amount of authority in right. front of you. Right, right. No, we don't even have an authority in front of the in the presence of God. Right. So the 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 lowest we can go is on our faces. They call that laying prostrate. Mm. Well sometimes those men would be in the presence of God and they would naturally fall that way. Right. Like John did in Revelation, yes. When the angels came in, it says he got he he literally became weak. Mm-hmm. If you read it in chapter one, he he physically became so weak that he fell to his face. Wow! And the angel had to touch him just to give him strength right. to yeah. be able to restand. Yeah, Th- that's the presence of God. My goodness! Now that's a deep presence. Now that my goodness, I've gone deep into the things the presence of God. I've never gone so deep that I couldn't stand, yeah. but I've gotten yeah. so deep where my legs are shaky. And I'm like, okay, I, I've got to, I got to go to my knees, or I've mm. got to sit, or I've got to lay on my face because I know that the presence of God is beginning to consume the area that I'm in currently. Yeah, I remember seeing you several times under the anointing after ministering. You couldn't walk. I can't walk the because presence. the presence of God isn't really it doesn't. Remember, the presence of God doesn't really just fill a space. Mm-hmm. He can do that, mm-hmm. and He'll do that at times when. Everybody is unified, like yeah. in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit. Presence. The presence, presence of God man. will show up and it'll fill the it. space even. Mm-hmm. But then there's just the presence of God on a personal level mm-hmm. where the inside, mm-hmm. everything, I mean, your brain, your heart, your yeah. senses are all connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're smelling what you're seeing. You're seeing mm-hmm. what you're feeling. You're feeling what you're hearing. Yeah. All the senses kind of bleed into one another. That's a very deep, special level that right. honestly... You you have to put your time into prayer. 
I realize sometimes that in presence you can get a revelation. Yeah. You can get a vision. Yeah. You can get uh, a command. Yes. But most importantly, you it's his presence. It is. And it's it's just a deeper level. <clears throat> in fact, even David said as we read on here, because here we are, we see he says, Do not cast me away from your presence. And the reason why David said that is because he's like, here he is, he's coming in and he realizes even though David, now you understand, Dave probably was walking in. King David here was probably walking in almost completely sin free. Right. But at the same time, he's like, even just a speck of sin, a, a hint of dust of sin on my life or in my mm-hmm, heart mm-hmm. is a, keeps me a million miles away from yeah. the deeper, deeper presence of God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he says, do not cast me away from your presence. He's like, man, do not allow me to go even further away, even just an inch yeah. from your presence. Mm-hmm. He says, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. So to restore to me the to restore to me the joy of your salvation. Look, this is why it always concerns me when people get saved and they have no experience. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get saved right. and they don't ever have an experience. Right. And the reason is because they just asked Jesus into their heart, but there was nothing that really changed. There was mm. no climactic event that took place. You right. see, when I gave my life to God, it so changed me that all of a sudden I wanted to be at church. All right. of a sudden I wanted to read my Bible. All of a sudden I was praying a little bit more. I had a true legitimate experience. Yeah. I mean, church was your second home. Yeah. The church becomes second home. And, and this is what he's saying. He's like, Look, restore to me that joy that came from the very first time I got saved. Yeah. From the very first time I experienced your salvation. I want that joy restored to me. Because he's wanting presence. And yeah. he's saying I can get that. He's not saying I want salvation again. Yeah. I want that joy that came like in the way that it came when I received salvation. Exactly. So he knew he was missing something. Yes, he knew he, he, he was recognized missing. He something recognized. is missing from this heart. Yes. And something. that's why he's in asking God to repent and forgive. Yes. Help me to be restored. Yes. yes. And there was and to me there's a longing on verse 11. I have the New Living Translation. It says this, do not banish me from your presence. Yeah. Do not take your holy spirit. Uh I have a little head note here. It says your spirit of holiness yes. from me. Yes. He desired holiness. Yes, exactly. And you can see presence. Um, you have to desire holiness. Yeah. It's exactly a craving on the inside that he's saying here at Psalms 51, have mercy on me, oh yes. God. And you said something, Pastor, just a moment ago. To me, before presence, there, there must be repentance just yeah. to make sure there's there's you're right with God. Yes. You're right with God. And David's starting off this way. Yes. Repentance. Yep, that's exactly what he's doing. Um, and in fact, he, he craves it so much. Yeah, yeah. That he goes on in verse 12. He says, And uphold me by your generous spirit. Yes. Then I will teach transgressors your yes. ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. Wow. Again, he's saying, Until every speck of sin is out of me, until I'm yeah, at the yeah. place where I know because I can sense your presence and I can feel your presence, mm. I'm in the midst of the presence of God. Yeah, I love it. Then. Then and only then can I go teach a transgressor your way. Oh, man. Then and only then can really I help convert somebody to their salvation. You said something today, Pastor. You said unless you receive, you cannot share. That's right. Unless you receive, you cannot share. He's talking about something. He's received something in the past. It slipped away and he yeah. needs it again. So then he's going to yeah. share it. Yes. He's going to share it. You cannot give out what you've never put in. Right. And right. this is what he's saying. He's like, if I don't have the joy of my salvation. Mm-hmm. He says, then how can I teach about that salvation? There it is. 
Because there it is. That that should always be with me from the day I gave my life to you. That same mm-hmm. joy mm-hmm. should be expanding and growing. Yeah. And this is a this is very important because it. again, whenever I talk, I always talk in general terms of the overall body of Christ, the church. Um, one of the things that you find is that with the church, after they've had their experience. Mm-hmm. It starts to fizzle mm-hmm. over time. It starts to kind of dwindle down and to the point that they don't have that same emotion and feeling. Right. And the problem is with that is that they're trying to always recapture the emotion of it. Mm. You don't have to recapture the emotion. That's and good. this is kind of what Dave's kind of doing here because yeah, he remembered yeah, yeah, yeah. the emotion that came with it when he's saying, I want that joy again. Right. In reality, all he really wants is presence because when God's presence is there... That's what created the emotion to begin with. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because you felt better about choosing Jesus. Right. It was because when you chose Jesus, Jesus made you feel good about choosing him. That's right. And what happens is when his presence shows so up, you start feeling better. That's so good. Well, this is what Dave is really trying to capture. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people try to recapture their personal emotion. Oh, man, I got saved. Right. And I don't know. You, man, I've been saved a year, and I I've no, I don't have that same feeling that I used to. I don't mm-hmm. feel that ever. I've never felt it again. It's like, right. well, yeah, when you gave your life, the reason is maybe because the situation or the atmosphere was buzzing with mm-hmm. God's presence. Mm-hmm. And so it was easy to give your life to God. Right. But once you walked out, and over the next few weeks yeah. and months... Even though you're trying to stay close to God, you're trying to recapture that moment. Well, remember, the presence of God is what stirred that emotion. Yeah. It wasn't the emotion stirred that captured the essence of God. That's right. It's good. And so a lot of times we're trying to recapture emotion. No, go capture God's presence and you'll start feeling that at times again. To me, you're reminding me what the Holy Spirit is. Another name was Spirit of Truth. That is presence, the Spirit of Truth. To me, when when I gave my life to the Lord, Pastor, I didn't read the Bible to say, I'm going to stop drinking. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop having sex. I knew in that moment because presence was there. Mm -hmm. Those, Those ways of the old were done. They're done. They're done. Yes, I just it was just because of presence. His presence changed my heart. Yeah. It changed my thinking. It changed my personality. It changed a lot of different things because yes. those 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 old ways were evil and corrupt. Yes, but God said that I have a new way. And after that, Pastor, I longed for it. I could feel myself drifting. I knew, like David, oh, created me a clean heart, oh God, yeah. renew a right spirit within me. I knew it. Yes. I, I was drifting, but I was drifting from the truth. Yeah. And this is why you can't do things to create presence. Yes. There's only one way yes. in the presence. Yes. And, and it starts with worship or waiting, waiting mm. on God. Yeah. And then next level is the worship. Yeah. And then just complete surrender through God. Forgive me. You know, yes. God, I repent of any little thing that would even hinder yeah. your presence from yeah. being near me. Yes. This is why he even goes on to say, he says, deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God. In other words, even his own emotional guilt was still connected right. connected to him. And he's like, man, I want that guilt gone because, again, he's wanting the presence. Yes. He says, the God of my salvation and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall show forth your praise. Mm-hmm. For you do not. Now, this is it right here. For you do not desire sacrifice or else I would give it. There it is. You do not delight in burnt offering for the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. In other words, a broken heart and a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. Wow. So so here it is. Look at that. David's saying that you're not desiring that I do all these special things to rekindle Mm. that emotion. Right. 
you're simply just wanting me to give my heart willfully. Right. And that's why he says a broken and contrite heart. If I give my heart, not not the action of sacrifice, yeah. not the action of a burnt offering. Yeah. Those those were things that they did back in they, that time. You're right. You're right. They would do those things in order to draw God closer. Yes. Well, David, even though he was under the old law, realized, okay, even though we yeah. do these things in the natural, the traditional mm-hmm. things, the religious things, the law things, mm-hmm. I know that that's not really what this hinges on. Yeah. I know it really hinges on where is my heart. Yeah. It's not the brokenness at the altar that I leave. Yeah. It's not the brokenness of the things that I lay like the animal, the sacrificial mm-hmm. animal for my right. sin. It's the it's literally the sin that's upon my heart. Yeah. Lord, I've got to get rid of that. Yeah. I'm feeling guilt on my heart, and an animal can't do this for me. And I, and I love, like you said in verse 16, he says, I would do it. If that's what you would want, I would offer that sacrifice. Yes. But he's the guy, he knew himself. No, it comes straight from my heart. It comes straight from the heart. And the result is, is that these are the things that God will not despise. Mm. And so when we're talking just as Christians, like I said, I don't, ex- I wouldn't ex- expect probably very many people to reach at that, that level. But at least what it does is it gives you at least a process, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to call it a system because there's right. no such thing as systems into God. But there are specific things that God gives us advanced knowledge of yeah. in order for us to get to that place where we can start experiencing God's presence again. Yeah. One, some, you, you, there's going to be times where you need to be alone. Yeah. And other times you need to be unified with other believers. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the fellowship, man. Yeah, the fellowship. It's important, you know. And you'll find that usually in a setting where the church is lifting up their praise all at the same time. That's or good. honor to God in, at good. the same time. That's good. And so the presence of God will come down. That's good. Um, but when we're talking just on a personal level, mm-hmm. y- you have to say, God, I want to come to you and I want to come mm-hmm. to you whole. Okay, yeah. What does that mean, Lord? Mm-hmm. Well, it means that, you know what, if there's even a thought that I've had that was yes. that, that's literally, yes. if it was just for one second. Yes, Lord. Even though you may not have been the originator of that thought, it could have been from Satan. Right. You still don't want that thought connected to you at the moment you yeah. get into God's presence. Because that thought can become a desire. If we let it, I think what will happen is the desire. What will happen is that thought. Well, what it'll do is it'll break contact. Mm-hmm. It breaks contact. Yeah. So here you are. Even if it's even, it could be a desire. Mm-hmm. It may not be a desire, but yeah. that doesn't mean that thought goes away. Right. You need to be cleansed. Yes. And so what you do is you repent. That's mm-hmm. how we cleanse ourselves now. Is we repent. You know, we thank don't have God. to do any. Yeah. Thank God for that. And so what Dave is really trying to express is that Lord, look. I've messed up here. I've messed up there. I probably had a thought or I did and that's something or I said something I shouldn't have. Maybe I touched something I shouldn't have. You know, it may not mean eternity, those things. A lot of times it doesn't. But Dave is just saying that if there's even a hint of it in the time of prayer, trying to get to your presence, it's all, it's going to still be there in my heart. And I don't want that guilt anymore. That's right. I I, I don't want the guilt of the bad thought that I had or the the thing that I said that I shouldn't have said. Right. And that's why I said, I think that's where David was at. It was like, I want to be in God's presence so bad because Mm. I'm addicted to it. Mm. But man, Mm. one little thought can ruin all of it. Yes, you can. One little action. Now, again, those are, those are for the prophets. Yeah. Those are for the individuals that like to go so deep that honestly, that time and space mean absolutely nothing. Exactly. But for those of us that do need to spend a little quality time with our Lord, because he's given so much to us. It's still the same repertoire in order mm. to get into that place of God's presence. Yeah. We have to go in clean. Yeah. 
and how long you stay, how long God's presence lasts or endures during that time, that's between you and him. Yeah. And you got me thinking, Pastor, when I think of presence, I think of peace. Yeah. His peace, not, there's no other peace, but his peace, mm-hmm. or I think of healing. Yeah. His presence. I've seen you lay hands on several people, Pastor, and in the process of you speaking to them or, or touching them, they begin to weep. Yes. And they begin to fall, you know, in the, in the spirit. Yes, yes. That's his presence. That's his presence. And you're going to find that that a lot of times, especially in my life, because of the because of being a preacher there it is. Uh, and working in the gifts. Like mm-hmm. I said, uh, not at the highest level, but I work in those gifts. What happens is, is that usually I'm in a setting where it's people. Yeah. And the, 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 the level of God's presence a lot of times is affected by the level that the people want his presence. Yes, it is. And so when the people deeply desire it, like I do a lot of times when I'm with their ministering, yeah. that's the level in which the Lord can come and begin to minister. He rarely, rarely shows up to people that are full. Mm-hmm. He only shows up for, for people hungry. that are hungry that's right. and thirsty. That's good. That's good. And the reason I say that is that's because I've, I, even in our own church at times, I'm just like, why is everybody so dead? Right. You're coming into church to honor God, and there's wow. not an ounce of praise, not mm-hmm. an ounce of anything that he's worthy of not right. inhabiting the praise. He can't inhabit the praises of his people if the people don't want to give him praise. That's right. If the people are still caught up in yesterday's problems, if they're mm-hmm. walking in with today's you know, uh, bag full of That's junk, right. That's right. If, they, if they're constantly inundated with right. information and they're thinking elsewhere, and they can't even raise their hands, they can't shout sure. out to the sure. Lord, they can't sure. bend their knee, they can't... They can't even say an amen when a good point is made. Let me tell you, God's presence is limited. Now, they may experience a move of God because Mm -hmm. the preacher himself talks under the anointing. Right. But what won't happen is you're not going to see many healings. Yeah. You're not going to hear many prophetic words Mm -hmm. because the people don't want that. Wow. They will not move into it. So when there's no unified effort in in your so-called upper room, in our churches today, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this the Holy Spirit is very limited on how he can. Remember, if he can be grieved and mm-hmm. he can be quenched, mm-hmm. well, what causes the grieving? Mm-hmm. What causes the, the quenching? quenching? I guarantee you, it's always people's attitudes. Exactly. No it's matter not, how it is. It isn't God. It's not God. God's not the problem here. You're right. It's always the people. And no, you're right. And God is a giver. Yeah. That's his nature is to give, yep. not take. That's, That's the right. enemy. John 10.10, 10, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come to give life and life more abundantly. That's, that's, right. that's our That's our God. That's right. And if you don't walk into your church services expecting the abundant life that's in your life to be an overflow yes. in your services with other people, yes. then, then the spirit of life is limited on what he can do with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is why I say when we come into church, you know, I've been talking about church celebration for several weeks yeah. now in the church in general and how it, what it's supposed to look like when we walk into church mm-hmm. services. Mm-hmm. One of the things that it, it, we, we just don't see very much is a celebration of Christ. Yeah. We see an evangelistic effort. Mm-hmm. We see people trying not to be offensive because there's a guest. <clears throat> programs, different program. programs. Yeah, we see all this mm-hmm. stuff. But we, we see very little of the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing how many ministers are okay with that. I'll be honest with you, I'm not okay with that. Right. In fact, it kind of sickens me. Yeah. I think it makes the Lord sick because that wasn't the inception and yes. the reality of what there church was intended to be. That's right. Church was supposed to be a time where God's people, Come on. 
come together. Yes. And they get to see the spirit of move. Now, how yes. do we know this? Because yes. uh, was it First Corinthians ten mm-hmm. or eleven, where the love chapter, mm-hmm. where he talks about the the, the prophecy and speaking of tongues? Yes, yes. Well, Paul's talking about very spiritual things where yes. that there should be order in the yes. church, and when it's speaking in tongues and yeah. prophecy. Yeah. Now, by most standards, if you listen to most ministers today, they don't want prophecy. Right. They don't want speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they're afraid that they're going to lose the visitor. Right. They're afraid that they're going to offend the person that's coming in for the first time. Right. And in reality, Paul says, no, the tongues are a sign. Yes. yes. They're a sign. Yes. That's how the unbeliever is going to get to know because the prophetic word is going to follow that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. There's a prophetic word for these things. Mm-hmm. He's saying it doesn't matter if there's a guest. Right. The Holy Spirit gets to move and speak the way he wants to speak, whether they agree or like it or not. There it is. He says the only thing there should be is order, though. Amen. And so if you read chapter uh, 11 of 1 Corinthians, Mm -hmm. you'll find that Paul gives us a strict order, but it never is without the movement of the Holy Spirit, and it's never without God's presence showing up. That's right. You see, Paul assumed that all churches would be like his. Mm Mm-hmm. But if he lived today, he'd be very sadly surprised how much the church today is nothing like his. Oh, he's writing letters to every church. He'd be writing, he's writing letters. letters to, yeah. <laughs> like he's he, doing now. <laughs> we read you know, in the New Testament. He's writing letters to every uh-huh. church that he founded for sure, man. No, he would. He'd be writing a letter of correction for yes, sure. Yes, he would. And he would not only correct, he would rebuke. Yeah. Um, because today's church has moved out any of those gifts. And I just read it. I can't remember exactly where it was at. But he equated the gospel to my gospel. Mm-hmm. He says, my gospel. This is why the Apostle Paul took it so personal when he saw the churches deviating from truth or deviating what we're talking about right now mm-hmm. from presence. Yes. Because he said, this is my gospel. You're deviating from this. Paul took complete ownership. Of he, it. Did. Oh, he did. He took complete ownership of everything he preached. Because he even said, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. He mm-hmm. had no problem saying that you can follow my example. Mm-hmm. He had no problem declaring that his gospel was his gospel. That's right. He already knew who gave it to him. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, he he also had to agree with it. Yeah. It says where two or three are gathered in my name, let it be established. Exactly. Okay? But two is the number of agreement. Three is the number of establishing. Mm-hmm. Well, he was saying, basically, I'm in agreement with the things that I'm getting mm-hmm. from the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that the word of God, who's Jesus, right. me and him are in agreement. That's right. Jesus and me are both in agreement, mm-hmm. even if the Holy Spirit dropped it in my spirit. That's right. He says, but therefore, when I when I speak it, it's going to be established. So he goes, it's my gospel. That's right. I establish this if it w-. because the truth is, with without that individual to establish that, the people will never understand what it takes to get into a deeper place of presence. Yes. yes. And so Paul was very big on the presence of God. Jesus, we know was, and everybody. Every time you mention Jesus and these type of things, well, it's Jesus. That's why. Right. That has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Jesus had to fight temptations like we. He did. was in the flesh. I mean, he, he had he had flesh. He had flesh, man. He felt the desire. Sometimes I'm sure he felt like just sleeping when he really had to be and praying. Yeah. He felt like eating when he knew he had to fast. He he, he felt, you know, he had to go places when he was so tired, Mm -hmm. but he didn't have an option Mm -hmm. because it was time to go lay hands on the sick anyway. Well, he wanted to mourn his cousin John after after he was uh, beheaded. He wanted to mourn. But then he saw saw the the crowd coming to him and he says he had compassion on him. Yeah. He had time to mourn. Yeah. He didn't have time to mourn. When you think about that, to think that he didn't have time to mourn is because, you know what, you've got to put all human emotion and feelings and everything aside. Yeah. 
You've got to go with what you know is right. And look, the presence of God just doesn't that. show up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just doesn't appear. Mm-hmm. It's it's a progress of being focused. Right. It's it's a part of repentance. Yeah. It's a part of surrender. Mm-hmm. It's a part of sacrifice. It's a it, it's a part of everything that we as Christians don't like to surrender. Right. We don't want to surrender the the sin that we've done. Right. Why? Because one, we don't want to talk about it. Yeah, but you're going to live in. But the only problem is, it's going to keep you from entering in closer to God. Right. Uh, we we don't want to sacrifice. In other words, now I'd rather go do something instead of. Go mm-hmm. spend an extra hour of praying right. and reading. Mm-hmm. You see, we, we do not sacrifice very often, mm-hmm. nor do we surrender very often. Mm-hmm. We're not willing to f- deeply work on learning how to focus, right. uh, to be disciplined. We just That's just not the nature of man by today's standards. Mm-hmm. But Paul, David, Jesus, yes. Moses, we yes. can go on and on, Daniel... He had no problem fasting for 21 days. No. You see, all of the great men of God had no problem giving up, sacrificing, surrendering, all these things that I'd said. Mm-hmm. They had no problem with that. Why? Yeah. Because after they had experienced the presence of God, mm-hmm. it was about what is it going to take to get back into that place again. Yeah. They were always consumed with that because the presence of God is addictive. Yeah. And I'm looking back at kind of closing here, Pastor, in Psalms 51. I'm looking at verse 2. Wash me clean from my guilt and purify me from my sin. I just think when I think about that, I think about, you know, like you said, getting our hearts right and keeping our hearts right at all cost for yeah. presence. Yes. It's going to cost us. It is going to cost us. And, that, and that's something that the listener, us as, as well, have to be willing to do and yeah. pay is that for that cost. David, Dave, David did it. And I know we're committed to it too, Pastor, as ministers. No, we are. And um, look, there's going to be different levels of the presence of God. Yes. And like you just read here, when you're talking about wash me thoroughly, mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't mean just just cleanse the little bad attitude that you had. Well, what about the offense that you have? Exactly. You know how many people have left churches because of an offense? Well, if that offense is there, then don't just just go ahead and just tell yourself you'll never experience the presence of God. Mm-hmm. You might experience an emotion when others are gathered because right. the Spirit of God is moving with them, but He's not mm-hmm. moving with you. Right. You're just experiencing what they're already inviting in. It's, right. it's because of what they're inviting in, not what you've invited in. In fact, you keep pushing God away. Yeah. Wash me thoroughly. God, I mm. want to be clean in my mind. I want to be clean with there my eyes, my lips, my hearing, my smelling, my touch. There I want is. to be clean with my body. I want to be clean in every way. Mm-hmm. And it, like I said, these are things that we work towards. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, if you've never experienced more than a half hour of just prayer and you begin to feel God's goosebumps and stuff and like that. I mean, like I said, when we're talking about the presence of God, usually it comes with goosebumps. Sure. Those feel good emotions. And that's great because that's ultimately what we're wanting. Yeah. But there's, and there's nothing wrong with wanting more of God. Right. That's really what this comes down to. Do you want more of God Mm -hmm. or are you pretty good with your own personal selfishness? It's good. Like I said, you can go to whatever level you want. There it is right there. You're not going to be a prophet, mm-hmm. you know, unless that's what you're called to do. And if that's the case, then you are probably already delving into yes. deep, uh, maybe long hours of prayer, right. maybe d- delving deep into the things of the Spirit and asking God to give you more and give you more. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't believe that you can have too much of God. I love that. I don't believe so. I love that. What, what, like I said, if you, if you get so much of God that you just like... Mm, 
Mm-hmm. It stirs you. Mm-hmm. You'll be on your face more often. I love it. You'll be on your face. And so I, I, I think the presence of God is a, is something that's attainable. Mm-hmm. Like I said, to what level you want that, that is strictly and totally up to you. But I would suggest this. If you have never experienced the presence of God, mm-hmm. you have to really take a good look at your life and say, I just want to at least get to level one. Because level one will lead to level two, and yeah. then level two, three, will, you know, level four, and That's so good. on and so forth. And how many levels are there? Right. I'll be honest with you. I think that. Let me just say this. I, I've listened to some really some what I call high level prophets, and when I've listened to them, uh, they're actually seeing angels. Yes, they uh, are. When there are certain levels of the presence of God. They not only just see angels; they begin to see things in the spirit, or instantly mm. they may have a flash of yeah. a vision. Uh, this is a very that, that like I said, these are levels, and there may be even levels even beyond that. Many yeah. of them at times have shown up in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've heard them saying that they've been in heaven, or all of a sudden it's like they're having like an out of body experience, so yes. to speak. Yes, and I'm not talking like a new age out of right. body. I'm talking about where God will literally. Mm-hmm. It's like He picks them up and puts them in a place, mm-hmm. kind of like what He did with uh, Philip, mm-hmm. where Philip was with the Ethiopian eunuch, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it says he was translated. Mm-hmm. That word translated means that he was moved. From from one place to another. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's like. I've mm-hmm. never been there. I can't even tell. I can only tell you what I've heard. And that's all I spirit. cannot tell you through experience. Exactly. But there have been some ministers that go so deep in the spirit. They, mm-hmm. they not only can hear God's voice like it's audible because right. they're so close to him. They can actually hear him breathe. Yeah. They see angels quite right. often. Uh, they have visions quite often. They have dreams. Mm-hmm. It's funny you mentioned prophets because I have a quote here by Kim Clement that I, li- I heard the other day, Pastor. Yeah. It says, receiving the word makes you whole. Yeah. Receiving God's word, receiving yeah. God's truth. And listener, if you're receiving exactly what we're talking about, this will make you whole. Yes. Psalms 51 is a good is a good guideline to follow if you're seeking presence. You follow it verse by verse, word by word. Do your own word research and discover God's presence for yourself. Amen. And you will attain new levels of the Spirit. Yeah. And when the more levels that you attain, I would suggest there's always a little bit more. Like I said, mm-hmm. I mean, there's obviously a limit to how mm-hmm. far you can go depending on the kind of life that God's called you to. Right. That's God's true. God's called me, so mm-hmm. I, I can go at a little higher level <laughs> yeah. than the natural person. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have, I don't work a regular job. I work ministry, mm-hmm. which in a case, in some ways, I work more hours than mo- a lot of people anyway. Right. But it's not about the amount of hours. It's the fact that the, many of those hours I can spend with God. Yeah. And that's still part of my the work process that God's given a, a minister. Amen. But for you. You can still enjoy God's presence at a yes. very deep level. Yes, you can. Uh, where you're on the job site and you yeah. just learn to keep in communication with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you have that time where you can spend a little time alone with him, you, you take advantage of that. Yes. But then you don't leave it just in private. Right. You bring it to the public. Yes. That means you go to church on Sunday mm-hmm. and you walk in with the presence of God. Mm-hmm. So that way it's contagious and it starts filling up. So that way you can come together as a unified body of believers. Yes. And that's what happened in Acts chapter 2. When we come in together as a unified body of believers, now souls really get saved. Now there's all kinds of miraculous healings. Now there's all kinds of prophetic words. And what happens is is we're all unified and we're all going to a new level together. Yes. And that's what the ultimate goal is of the body of Christ is that we'd all be together. That we would all be of one mind and one accord. We wouldn't be separate. but completely unified. I love it. And that's God's ultimate desire for the church. Psalms 133. 
how beautiful it is when the saints are unified together. Yes, that's exactly right. And that, how beautiful that is to God mm-hmm. that he would see his children getting along instead yes. of separated. Yes. Whenever people would rather not be at church on Sundays, and look, I'm a big proponent after mm-hmm. all the study I've done. Uh, when I people look at church as just another place to go mm-hmm. on Sunday because that's what they're supposed to do because they're suppo- because they're a Christian. Right. Kind of checking off some stuff. Yeah, kind of like the little check off. Exactly. I'm sorry. You, you, that means you want nothing of God. Right. And you don't want any of the fellowship with the brothers and sisters that God's mm-hmm. blessed you with. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not against vacation. Yeah, no, no, no. That's not what we're talking about. We we're need just simply talking where God's church is a is a part of the thought process instead of the part of it's just who I am. Yeah. I am the church. Amen. It's if it's part of the thought process, then that means you're going to wake up on a Sunday morning mm-hmm. and a donut's going to feel sound good to you. Then all of a sudden, a Sunday drive is going to sound good to you. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, you're going to be thinking, you know what? I got nothing to do except I got to go to work tomorrow. I'm going to take a day off. Before you know it, you're lazy. You're sitting around on the couch watching mm-hmm. probably stuff on the TV that probably is not near as edifying and uplifting yeah. as what you would have got if you went to church with other right. believers. Come on. You see, we should want that. Right. I hunger for being together with other believers. And I right. even before I was in ministry, I've had this. That's right. That's, right. That's never changed. And it had nothing to do with a calling. It has to do with, I want to go celebrate Jesus Christ exactly. together with other people. Amen. That's so good, Pastor. And that's presence. And that's so good. So, listener, we're so glad you tuned in on this podcast here about God's presence. And our prayer is for you. Again, look at Psalms 51. Check it out verse by verse. And there's other things I'm sure that will definitely inspire you, other chapters, other books of the Bible that definitely talk about presence, because we did not exhaust this topic by any means. There's a lot more talking about it. But again, I want to associate presence with his peace and healing. If that's what you need right now, I want you to begin to close your eyes as I begin to pray for you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now, Lord God. This topic of, of presence, Heavenly Father, is not a coincidence. The listener listening right now has been needing this topic to be talked about, Heavenly Father, to understand his or her walk with you, Heavenly Father. That, Lord, that you are not far from this person. In fact, you're right there. And like what Pastor Paul said, God is close. I'm the one that's not. So, listener, if that's you right now, you feel like you're not close, get your heart right. Get your thoughts right. And right now, begin to repent for those things. Begin to search your own heart and your mind right now. And begin to make it right before our living God. Just like King David did. He said right here in verse 1, Have mercy, O God, because of your unfailing love. I want you to understand something. God's love for you is unfailing. Accept that. Receive it right now in Jesus' mighty name. Also, really quickly, uh, fellowship.fm. They play us every week. Every every Monday, you will hear this podcast down there. Mm -hmm. Of course, we're also on Spotify and Anchor and several other uh, platforms. But Mm fellowship.fm, they have a wide variety of music and other ministers and ministries that are part of it. I would suggest go look at it. It's Mm fellowship.fm. And uh, go check us out over there and become one of the followers for that station. It's an online station that goes out worldwide. Uh, We have several listeners. Listeners that hear us from that station already. Awesome. And so we would uh, advise you, go check them out. He plays great music, has great podcasting and other ministries a part of that. Check them out. Fellowship.fm. God bless. God bless. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can find us at fellowship.fm and Spotify. If you would like more information, prayer, or want to contact us, go to powerhousechurch.us.